put you in the green room. You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Sure. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings and good-looking people. Maybe you're good-looking, it's always looking for and finding the good. We have good in abundance today because you are going to be regaled with information transformation that is going to enable you to be happier, healthier, and wealthier. And that's why you tuned in. You tuned in to the Joy of Living podcast for one reason, one reason only. Best reason in the whole world. Because you care the most in the entire world about you. And that's great. Because when you become the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And you know that on this show, and thank God there are over 348,000 of you around the world right now who have purposely tuned in to learn more about becoming the best you. You know that in this show, we discuss the three fundamentals of life. And these three fundamentals will enable you to be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? The first fundamental of life is, number one, life. Your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens. In this case, a good number two. You go MAD. Now, MAD is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in the world. And the third fundamental is to uncover the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Simple example, ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, it has to do with the internet. Now, factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for what a wonderful world. <laughs> and it is. And of course, everybody knows that song, What a Wonderful World, the tip of the hat to Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, for enabling it to go viral and not just touch tens of millions, a hundred millions, but billions of people around the planet. Whenever you hear the opening bars of that song, What a Wonderful World, what do you do right away? You can't help it. You smile. Now, smile is one of the most important words you can ever integrate utilize and leverage in your life because smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles every, in life every day. Now, I got to tell you, I do lots of webinars. I do lots of in-person situations. Recently, I did in person. We had 1,127 people in the audience. A lot of energy, a lot of hugging, a lot of great things that we were working on transformation. And I talk about the story of Barry Shore and about seeing miracles in life every day. Some people raise it and say, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, I've been up for hours or I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water to drink? Do you have food to eat? A place to sleep? Do you have family? Do you have friends? Every single one of those is a miracle. And what's the proof? Simple proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching this or listening to it, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life to the full. Let's talk, to share with you a, a small story. It's about me. 
Imagine if you can, standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening being in the hospital totally, completely paralyzed, not from an automobile accident, not a spinal injury, a rare disease, which I never heard of the day before, took over my body and rendered me what's called a quadriplegic, paralyzed from my neck down. Nothing in my body moved. I could only communicate by blinking my eyes. I was 144 days in the hospital. I was two years in a hospital bed in my own home. I couldn't turn over it by myself. Four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips, my ankles. That was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped. I can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. And I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice. Positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. All because of one word. Smile. Seeing miracles in life every day. But I got to tell you quickly, <laughs> nice story. My my eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago, and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it. Smile, smile sounds the same. Why not? I asked her, how come? She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. Out of the mouth of an eight-year-old. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world that she wants to live in. Now, create is a wonderful word, a wonderful acronym that stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. It's rethinking. It's what we call a shift in perspective. Now, I got to tell you, I've been working with people for more than four decades. And 97.2% of all the people I begin working with, they drop the F and shift and the other stuff happens. You're going to be effing careful with your Fs. You want to shift your perspective just a little bit. And then what will happen is you'll be able to internalize, utilize, and leverage the six most important words you'll ever use in your life and ever learn. They are choice, not chance, determines your destiny. How you choose to respond in any given situation will determine your path and your trajectory. Now, before we bring on our amazing guest, wonderful David Ricklin, a friend of mine, uh, I want to warn him and everybody listening that um, warn you in advance. I do use a lot of four-letter words. I even use the four-letter F-U word, and I do it because of the shock value, and it's fun. Now, the four-letter words, of course, that we use because we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant are love life, hope, free, gift, play, pray, swim. And the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun, yes. F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, right away, I'm sure some people raise their hands and say, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, fun's only spelled with three letters. Not in our world. The world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Fun is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, you see your family and friends have a twinkle in your eye, a smile on your face. Point your finger at your family and friends say, F-U, everybody. Remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. So where are you talking? Where would you get that? So I listen to Barry Shore, and he wants to teach the world to F you, capital N, capital N. It'll be a great way to introduce what it is we're going to talk about today with David. So you'll be right there. Now, before we bring him on, I'm just going to ask everybody, everybody, to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day from now and the rest of your life. You know why? Because it'll be good for you. Make you happier, make you healthier, make you wealthier. Why not? So these two words are, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks stands for to harmonize and nurture kindness. To harmonize and nurture kindness. Imagine you walk into your fancy coffee shop, you order your fancy latte, you sit down, somebody brings to you, you say, thank you. You walk in the coffee shop, you order your fancy latte, a few minutes go by, nobody brings it. You go to the counter, you say, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy. It brings you, you sit down, a couple of minutes go by, somebody brings you, still say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out. 
Somebody holds the door open for you. You say, thank you. You're walking out the coffee shop. It's raining out. Somebody slams the door on you. You say, thank you. You're late for an appointment, stuck in traffic, and somebody cuts you off. You say, thank you. Get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. But you say, thank you to harmonize and nurture kindness. Kind is a fabulous acronym that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. I can't think of anybody, anybody that inspires noble deeds that I'd like to share with you more than wonderful, amazing, powerful, positive David Rickland. David, we say hello to 362,819 people around the world. Hello, Barry, and hello, everybody around the world. A big F you to everybody. Don't forget, the, don't forget the N and the N, F-U-N-N. -N. <laughs> well, you see right away why I love working with this man. He is so powerful, positive, purposeful, and pleasant. I'm going to give you three little data points, one, because I read everything about him. We'll take the rest of the show. Uh, one is, that should catch your interest, David has a site called Self-Growth. Self-Growth. By the way, everything you want to know about David Rickland, just go to my site, barryshore.com, barryshore.com, barryshore.com. Everything about David is there. Here's a site called selfgrowth.com. More than 100 million people have visited and keep visiting Self-Growth. 100 million, hello. He's published 10 books, and two of them have been published by one of the most famous publishers in the world. And it's all about self-growth, improvement, being the best you possible. So we're going to talk about best you possible because we focus on what's good for you. And most of the people listening, uh, as you know, are under the age of 35 and are eager to be in business and be successful in business. Now, we have talked about this many times. You want to be successful in business? It's the same thing of being successful in life. They don't, they don't split. They integrate. Today, we're going to talk about something that is wonderful. We're going to talk about smoking a joint. You hear me? Yeah, I want you to get high on these joints that David's going to share with us because we're going to be talking about JV. And I don't mean junior varsity. I mean the ultimate JV, which is something called joint ventures. Now, of course, we spell joint J-O-Y-N-T. Joint, because the first word in joint is joy. And if you do it correctly and you listen to David, it will be part of the most exciting ventures you'll ever experience in life. So let's just jump in right away, David. And let's talk first about, about the self-growth website and how you went from there to expanding it to making sure that it allows people to be in, in joint ventures. What is self-growth website about? Why is it so popular? And what are the benefits? I'll be happy to jump right in first. Barry, I love your energy. It's infectious. Yeah. I, the smile. I, I got joy in my smile, and we should all have that joy. <laughs> Keep spreading it. I love it. I love the I love how infectious it is and just paint it for it. All right, all good to go. So I'll step you back. The website I own is selfgrowth.com. And relative to the internet, long before Google, BG as we like to describe, I bought this website in 1995. And we started posting information on self-improvement, personal growth, how to set goals, how to remove stress, how to find the man or woman of your dreams. And we started working with all these people that were publishing articles. And we became a, a mini Wikipedia for self-improvement. 
And now we have over a half a million articles on a wide range of topics to improve your health, your finances, relationships, your business skills. And my mission was a very simple mission. My mission was to help people find the right information, the right tools, the right experts, the right motivation to improve their life. And, it, and it's based on my belief that we were all born with this mission to grow and become the best we can be, to self-actualize. That's what we're about. So selfgrowth.com was about finding the right tools to do that. And this website grew. I was in shock when it was a hobby and it started to grow. And uh, at its peak, we're getting 2 million unique visitors every month. We've had over 100 million unique visitors to the site. And we've helped a ton of folks find the right tools for them to improve their life. As I was on this mission, I realized what I was really doing. I realized in this world, there's, there's two types of people. There's people who are looking to improve their life. And then there are people like yourself, Barry, who are providing information and knowledge and motivation and inspiration to help people. And, and in essence, uh, a lot of us are both. So a lot of us have programs to help people improve their lives and we're still looking to improve our lives. And I saw that I was a matchmaker and I was bringing together those two groups of people. I was bringing together the universe of people who want to improve their lives with this other universe of people like yourself and anybody on the call that's a coach, an author, a speaker, a healer that's helping people. And that became my mission. And one of the things I realized in that mission is that the best way to to kind of actualize or manifest that mission was to help these business owners get the word out on what they do. So I started helping promote all these business owners and I've worked with you and helping get people to get the word out on what you're doing. And I realized something very, very interesting that a lot of people in this space of self-improvement, personal development, were growing their business by building relationships <clears throat> with other people or partnerships with other people would they partner together to grow their businesses so let me put you on pause for a moment because you just okay, gave so much i want to unpack a few things here just some data points so when we're talking about grow grow is a wonderful acronym that i, I use frequently because it talks about generating rays of wisdom generating rays of wisdom. that is really what david set out to do because he wants to work with people that want to help improve themselves. Now, you know, in the world of where we're in, David, there's a term called IP. Some people, if you ask people, what is IP? Some people say intellectual property. Some people say internet protocol. But you and I know that IP stands for inner peace. When you, one is in, in sync with oneself at inner peace, now you can grow. And the best way to grow is exactly the R word. And now I want to, that's why I'm going to urge you now, we're going to segue really deep into the R world, because when you realize, which is the first R, that relationships are the key to success. It's not, I will make this happen. Actually, I'm going to interject something here that my, my father taught me at the age of nine. And I think you'll love this, then you'll run with it. So at the age of nine, I was, I was raised in Boston, Massachusetts, where we get, thank God, snowstorms every once in a while and call off school. Before the internet, you listen to the radio, yay, no school. So what do you do when you're nine years old and you're an entrepreneur already? You go out, I'm going to shovel snow and make money, right? So 
snowstorm, nine years old, get bundled up, got there with gloves, the whole bit, go knocking on doors and learn so much from doing all that. The ability to say no to somebody because they wouldn't pay my price or say, or even open the door and you know, not be afraid. I came back after a very long day of working all day. I came back after, went up just at almost dawn, like eight, seven thirty in the morning, came back at five in the afternoon, had $55 at the age of nine. Nice. And that was 66 years ago. My allowance was 25 cents. I came back in the house. My father said, my dear beloved son, he used to like saying do that. How do you spell the word business? I said, B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. He says, right. Notice something. The U comes before the I. When you take care of others, the I will always be taken care of. That was my father talking. It took me a, more than a decade to get to understand it. So this, I think, is what you're going to talk about to us now, David, the idea of building relationships, of working with others and making sure that others have, because you will now be showered. Am I correct? Absolutely correct. So tell us about relationships and this, this world of JV. All right. So JV as we heard earlier, stands for joint, joint, J-O-Y, joint venture. And a, a joint venture in my world is simply a partnership. We've redefined this concept of a joint venture. It's a partnership, whether it's formal or informal, where two people are agreeing to support each other in one way, shape, or form. And we're talking about it from a business perspective. So it's a business perspective where two people or two companies are agreeing to support each other. In the big corporate world, joint venture means something different. It's when you know IBM gets together with Microsoft and they decide to have the spinoff big company. In our world of joint ventures in the small business world, it's typically anytime people are developing any sort of relationship. So let me explain. Right now we're having a mini joint venture. And I'll tell you why right now we're doing a mini joint venture. It's very simple. Uh, Barry has an audience uh, and it's a very nice audience. He's built this up over a period of time. And Barry is giving me an opportunity. He's giving to me an opportunity to speak and to share to his audience. So he's providing value to me. And at a minimum, at a minimum, my agreement, whether it's written, unwritten agreement, is to provide quality information, ideas, good stories to his audience. So at a minimum, in exchange for an opportunity to speak here, he's providing me an opportunity to share and good quality information. So this is a mini joint venture. And here's really the focus. The, the goal of a lot of businesses uh, is twofold. One, if you're in a business, you want to generate income. You need to sell whatever product or service. That's a, that's a primary goal of any business to sell and to do it profitably, ideally. But let's just, let's just focus on, on sales. Uh, the second piece of the puzzle for any business is to get the word out on what you do. You want to get exposure. In order for people to buy your product, they need to know a little bit about what you do. So businesses really need those two big things. They need customers. They need clients who are willing to purchase their products and services, and they need exposure for their business. So when we talk about this world of joint ventures, we're talking about partnerships where people are supporting each other by helping each other sell products or services, typically or helping each other get the word out on what they're doing. So I just want to put that kind of big hat on. I want to step back for a minute before we delve a little bit more deeply into it 
and talk about a, a term that I love. And this is a really important term, not only in small business, but in, in psychology. It's a, a law. It's called the law of reciprocity. Woo. Oh, I love it. On that note, the law of reciprocity. We have, we're going to reciprocate to uh, businesses that support us. And we welcome you to patronize these businesses. They're called commercial breaks. We'll be right back to this. We're going to learn about the law of reciprocity from one of the greatest expositors on the planet, David Rickland. Don't go away. Be right back after this brief message. What if you could shop at your favorite local stores, swipe your current credit card and get extra cashback rewards? And what if you could also have donations sent to your favorite cause at no extra cost to you? What if this amazing program was absolutely free and very simple to set up? Well, what if is here. Welcome to Einstein Cares, where your everyday shopping gives you and your favorite cause extra money. It's fast, it's easy and effortless. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings, and good-looking people. Maybe you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. A cup runneth over with good. His name is David Ricklin, and he is the founder of one of the most visited sites on the internet, self-growth. He's involved with growth. And now we've been learning about these wonderful ideas that are transformational for you. See, it's not just information. It's not just inspiration. It's transformation, the T word. And they're called joint ventures, J-O-Y-N-T, because you want to have joy in everything you do in your business. And he's just about to share with us something called the law of reciprocity. Remember, law is a wonderful word. It stands for love and wisdom. So, David, the law of reciprocity. I love this concept, and I love it when I first heard about it. I'm going to give credit. The first time I heard about it was in a book called Influence by Robert Cialdini. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a great book to understand how marketing works, how advertising, how human interaction works. Influence, go get it, Robert Cialdini. And I'm sure Barry's familiar with the book. So here's a very simple concept. Law of reciprocity. It states that when you do things for other people, when you provide support, when you do anything, and this is on a personal level or business level, when you do things for other people, there's an innate desire that that person has to reciprocate and to provide you some value back. And one of the interesting things that I learned when they described this in the book is Robert Cialdini had done a study. It was a very simple study. It was around the holiday season. And what he had done is he got a holiday cards, you know, those typical holiday cards you send with the picture of your family. And they got, he printed up holiday cards. I think it was about a hundred holiday cards. He printed it up and randomly sent a hundred holiday cards out of the phone book, just randomly sent. And a large percentage of those people who didn't know who he was, knew nothing about him, never heard of him before, sent him a card back. They reciprocated. And that's kind of the heart of the law of reciprocity. It's when somebody does something for you, there's something about it that puts us in a situation where we want to provide value back for them. 
it doesn't always it's not a hundred percent perfect system and you can do good in the world and that person's not going to do good for someone and they're not going to reward you but is it a general rule what i've seen and barry love to hear your feedback is if you're doing good for people or you're doing good in the world it's going to come back and before i go a little bit more deeply into this barry what's your what's your experience with that whole concept so the first thing is I, I, I urge everybody to make yourselves aware of the book, get the book, borrow the book, and, and read it because David is absolutely correct. And the situation of reciprocity in the human being is innate, which means it's part and parcel of us. Somebody does something beneficial for you, as simple, by the way, as giving you a smile. I mean, this is, this is the easiest one. You walk down the street and you just you wave to somebody or you smile. Yeah. You oftentimes you'll get something back, and if it doesn't, it's okay because you know that that wasn't because that person doesn't like you. Just that okay, there's something else going on. But as David said so correctly, most of the time it work, and it will always work. It must be. It's a law that the ripple effect of going out and doing good in the world creates a tsunami of goodness which redounds to everybody's credit even if it doesn't come to you immediately so we urge people and that's the genius of business i think business is the highest calling in life because you're providing product or service that comes directly from your being you're not if you're obviously we're talking about people doing good kinds of business so i want to emphasize again what david was talking about before this in that sense that every business in the world wants only two things you want to keep existing customers and acquire new ones called A&R, acquisition and retention with what we call the F factor. F factor means frequency. <laughs> I want more of it, more frequently. You want A&R, acquisition and retention. In this case, the law of reciprocity is what is the stimulus for joint ventures. So let's continue with the joint venture pathway. Wonderful, David. All right, so we got that down, joint ventures, small, large, different levels, law of reciprocity, the power of it. So one of the things that we've been finding in this whole world, this world of self-improvement, personal development, we're in a world of business owners who have businesses that help people improve their lives. So that's the core. And what do I call a self-improvement business? It's anybody who has a business that helps people improve their health, their finances, their relationship, helps people build business skills, spirituality. So it works very, very effectively in our world. So if anybody's in that world, pay really close attention. And in general, if you're interacting with people in any way, listen carefully, there's a, there's a, a lot of magic in this joint ventures and these partnerships. But what we found very simply is when you're providing value to other folks in this world, they'll be interested in providing value for you. And there's a, a few pieces of the puzzle, and then I want to share a personal story of how this really impacted me and, and how I got into this concept. And the, the interesting th thing about it is that, as Barry and I are mentioning, we want to get, we have a small business, you have a big business, you want to get customers, you want to retain the customers, you want to get out in front of more people. So one of the best ways to do this partnership, we'll give you a number of examples, is you can find someone who's also in business and they have a, they're non-competitor. So they're not a direct competitor and they have a similar audience, similar target audience. So let's say there are two companies and both have a target audience of 
parents. Let's say you both have a target audience of parents. Uh, one of you provides tools for kids to help them get into college. Another one provides tools to make kids healthier. So you're both targeting the same audience and you have non-competitive products. So a simple example of a joint venture is as follows. Uh, if you have a product to help people to get into college, you have a list of parents you're working with. What you can do is go out to your list of parents and recommend this other person's products and services uh, and say, hey, I'm working with your kids and getting them in college. Health's really important. I recommend, I suggest you work with Barry. He's got this product for health or spiritual health uh, for, for parents and for kids. I recommend him. And in exchange for that, here's where the partnership and the joint venture comes in. In exchange for that, Barry would recommend to his audience my products and services. So here's what happens. It's a big win-win. So we're both getting out into a larger audience. We're both sharing quality information about someone else that would be useful to our current customers. So our current customers, in theory, will be appreciative. We're sharing something useful to them, and we're getting new customers. So it's a, it's it's almost a triple win. It's a win for me. Let's say I'm doing it with Barry. It's a win for Barry. It's a win for all of our clients. So it's a, a triple win, a win-win-win. And that's kind of the core or the heart of how these joint ventures are working. Any any questions? Do you want me to go a little bit deeper? Or you have any questions on yeah, that? So I want to unpack a couple of things here because the, the, the words we're using, let's call them the, the V squared. Okay. The first V, by the way, has to do with the essence of what business is about. As David said, uh, people need to know about you. <laughs> the more they know about you, the more they trust you. It's called visibility equals credibility. That's why people write books. If you notice, if you're watching this, you notice that there's a wonderful bookshelf behind David with lots of books. If you notice there's a bookshelf behind Barry with lots of books, because books are a mechanism of communicating thoughts, words, deeds to other people to help transform. So visibility equals credibility. Now the foundation of joint venture, and venture, of course, is the beautiful part of the word adventure. Everybody likes an adventure, especially when it's profitable, right? Everybody likes venture, is value. When you are providing value, again, Barry Shaw going out nine years old and knocking on a door and saying, I'm going to shovel your walkway and your driveway. I'm here to give you value. Question is, how much you pay? So I wanted $10. The householder said, I'll give you five. I learned an important word. It's called the N word. I said, thank you, but no. <laughs> and I turned around, walk away. And invariably, the person would say, wait a minute, wait a minute, because they wanted the value. So, and I didn't agree to 750, by the way, because that was the next piece. I wanted $10. So I said, I learned the ability to say no is as powerful or more powerful than the ability to say yes. But I want to emphasize again, as David said, it's visibility, greater visibility is more credibility. And the foundation of everything of any successful venture is value. You provide value, the other people provide value, everybody wins. That's the genius of real business. That's one of the reasons I love working with David Rickland is because he not only understands it, he lives it. He is a, um, he's the joint. 
<laughs> in the joint venture world. It literally, by the hundreds, if not thousands of joint ventures come through him, around him, and through him, because that's really what he's about. So yes, I want to go deeper now. And can you give us an example of something in addition to one you just mentioned about, let's say, uh, preparation for college and keeping kids healthy? Are there one or two others that come to mind that you can use for illustration? Absolutely. And I want to share one that's going to take you back to, to why this impacted me. And by the way, joint ventures, what does it start with? J-O-Y, joint venture. So <laughs> who's the ambassador of joint? Barry Shore. All right. So that's where the real joint ventures come in. So I'm going to take everybody back. And actually, one of these books, he mentions the books. One of these books is, is a part of the story of how I get into joint ventures. And it's a very simple concept that I mentioned earlier. I had this website, selfgrowth.com. I still have it. And it was a hobby. And then it was a side business for a while. And then long time ago, back, it's a 2003. So I'm dating myself 20 plus years ago already. I decided to go full time with this business, this website called selfgrowth.com. And at the time I said, you know what? I'm doing this business. I should know about this self-growth industry. So I was looking for a book on self-improvement on the industry, and I couldn't find any. So I said, you know what? There's an interest. I want one, so somebody else probably wants it as well. And I decided to do the research and write a book on the self-improvement industry called Self-Improvement, the Top 101 Experts Who Help Us Improve Our Lives. And it's, it's actually, it's this book right here. I'll, I'll grab it off the shelf for you. Self-Improvement, the Top 101 Experts. All right, so that was the concept. And I wrote this book, but I needed to sell the book. And I had a small audience at the time. A handful of people knew who I was. And what I was going to do is pick one day and do a big one-day promotion. But I wasn't going to sell a lot of them because I didn't have a big list. Only a handful of people had known me. And I'm going to step you back to how this law of reciprocity works. So over the course of a several-year period, prior to me even thinking about publishing the book, I started recommending a gentleman, his name was Jim Rohn. And I, Barry, I know you know who Jim Rohn is. And for anybody who doesn't know the name, uh, Jim Rohn is in the personal development industry. And he's really responsible for people like Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins worked for him for a number of years, developed who he became as Tony Robbins, developed in this business by working for Jim Rohn. So I was a big fan of Jim Rohn. So I had this website and this email newsletter for over a course of literally several years. Whenever I could, I'd say, oh, you got to go get Jim Rohn stuff. Oh, Jim Rohn's got a new product. And I put something on my website and put something on my newsletter. So I kept doing and supporting and helping Jim Rohn. But I wasn't really doing it with any particular motive in mind. I was just doing it because I loved him and I wanted to support him. So I said, oh, this is a good thing. I want to support it. So. Here I am. I wrote this new book. I wanted to get it out there. And I, I had a, a handful of people I knew and we we're going to sell some books and I was going to promote it a little bit myself. And I said to myself, I wonder if Jim Rohn would be willing to recommend my book. So I contacted Kyle Wilson, who worked for Jim at the time, and he was my main contact there. And I said, Kyle, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of Jim Rohn. I've been supporting him. Uh, would you be willing to recommend my book? And at the time, I really didn't have any expectations. Jim Rohn had this huge, successful business. You know, I was just getting started. I literally, it was a part-time business going full-time. I had no expectations. We weren't in the same sphere of influence. He was a much bigger player than I was. 
And I waited, I got an email back from Kyle. And Kyle said, David, you've been promoting us for multiple years and you've never asked for anything back in return. You've recommended our products, you're sharing all the Jim Rohn stuff. We'd be happy, we'd love to promote your book. Love to promote the book. Joy! So, I was like, amazing. And we picked a date. We picked a date to do this. So we're going to do a one-day promotion. We were selling an ebook. The ebook was going to be $27. And we gave away a bunch of stuff with it. With Jim Rohn's help, we sold $100,000 worth of that ebook in 24 hours. We sold 4,000 copies of this ebook. With the help wait, wait, wait. I need to put you on pause for a moment because there are gasps from hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And just to put everything in, in perspective, many of our audience live outside the United States. There are people all throughout Asia. There are people all throughout Africa, through Latin America, Europe. Those places long, these people in those places long to be in America, long to have the ability of what America promises, what America has as, as its, its ability to give value to other people. So with David, you, what you're saying is, and it, it can happen a little more now than 20 years ago or 40 years ago, but still, this is America. Listen to what he just said. Because he was giving, 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 giving without expectation... The law of reciprocity, the law came in, and Kyle said, well, of course, we not only want to, we must. He didn't say these words. We must help you, David. <laughs> and the, the result, the windfall, when, again, you take care of the you, the other, as my father said, the I must be taken care of. It's a law. Just as, It's as effective and as important how should we say it, immutable as the law of gravity. This is the genius of joint venture. And thank you, David, for that illustration. It it tickles. It's so, and Jim Rohn, I'm a personal fan of Jim Rohn as well. It's, uh, it's not just his information, it's the transformation that he speaks about and the way that he does it. It is so... Uh, I'll say it. If you ever anybody have ever seen Andy Griffith on Mayberry RFD, it, it's it's more like Andy Griffith than Tony Robbins. In other words, Tony is a unique being and 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 love him for it. Jim was much more Andy Griffith. And is that fair to say? I would say that is a fair assessment of the personality of Jim Rohn. Yeah, it's very. But that that is a that story is not just a story. That's reality. It's the law of reciprocity. Okay, uh, tell us something. Else. Let's be now very blunt. Uh, there are a lot of people, and I've gotten over the years, people saying to me, uh, joint venture, oh, come on, there's just that's just so fraught with difficulties and this, and I've heard horror stories and such like that. I love your stories. Uh, let's, let's just address the elephant in the room. What are the, the downfalls or the, the issues that one must be aware of? There are a number of them. There are a number of challenges with joint ventures. There's definitely a few, in it, and we can step through some of the challenges. And one of the things that we can share, I can share it now, or if you want me to share it later, uh, there's a lot of different approaches to joint ventures. And one of the things we did is we created an ebook on 21 ways to do joint ventures and partnerships. 
Great. Wow. Again, everything's available at barryshaw.com. Just be beware. Barryshaw.com. Barryshaw.com. You want to download it. You want to get it. Uh, it takes you through 21 different techniques and systems to do joint ventures. So let's let's do this. Name two right now that are that people should just be aware of. You don't have to go into detail. Just name two that are really important to be conscious of if you're going to do a joint venture. All right. We'll give you a few things. We'll, we'll give you a few joint ventures, and then we'll give you a few things to keep in mind relative to it. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a little of each. So we talked earlier, one of the simplest joint ventures is I'm on a podcast with Barry right now. He's providing me an opportunity to be here. Thank you very much, Barry. Greatly appreciated. And hopefully in exchange for that, I'm providing some value. I'm hope I'm hoping I'm providing some value, good stories, useful information for your audience at a minimum. That's kind of a minimum starting point. So giving exposure, and this is one example. Uh, another example is a very simple one. Uh, a lot of folks are recommending products and services of each other. So this is really the simplest way to do a partnership or a joint venture. It might be called lead passing. So it's very simple. And this could work with people who anybody's got any kind of small business. I don't care if you have a self-improvement business. I don't care if you're a plumber and an electrician that are partnering with each other. You can give each other leads if you're a plumber. You could recommend uh, services to your people of the electrician. The electrician could recommend the plumber. So it's literally something as simple as each recommending each other. Okay, let's let's hold here for a moment because we re we recommend our the people that support this podcast, and we urge you to listen to these commercials and patronize them because they're good for you. We wouldn't have them on if they weren't. So we'll be right back with this brief message with more from the expert, the leading expert in the world on joint ventures, David Rickland. Don't go away. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, everybody. You know me, Barry Shore, and you know my story. Standing up in the morning, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound that night, being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. Talk about a change of life. I was faced with lots of issues, difficulties, paths forward, if there was to be one. And I'm here to tell you that finding advice from professional people makes all the difference, certainly in my life. And I would urge everybody to consider doing so in your life. And if you've ever had the opportunity to find someone or some two people that are really matched up with you, then you know it makes a difference. I urge you to consider using BetterHelp. BetterHelp, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's designed to be convenient flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill in a brief questionnaire, I've done it, to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. This is your opportunity to make a difference and become the best you possible. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash joy of living today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash joy of living. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash joy of living.
Best wishes. Bye now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Maybe you're good-looking. Sure, I was looking for and finding the good. We found good in abundance. Our cup runneth over with good. Transformational good in the world of joint ventures, J-O-Y-N-T, ventures, joint ventures. You do it right, and they bring you great joy. David right now is speaking about two or three points that he wants to make everybody aware of that you must be careful about in joint ventures. So there's the simple things about lead generation of plumbers giving, helping electrician, et cetera, et cetera. I want David, please speak to just two things that people should be wary of potentially in doing a joint venture. So it turns out to be J-O-Y. All right, first thing, and perhaps the most important thing, you wanna make sure whoever you're partnering with is credible, reliable, and has a product or service that would be of value to your people. So this is someone you're gonna be potentially recommending and they're gonna be recommending you. So you wanna make sure this is someone you want to be working with. You don't wanna recommend someone if they're not credible, reliable, if, if they're not gonna give a really good experience. So that's kind of a door one issue. And if you're recommending them, you need to make sure it's a product or service that your people, your audience would be interested in. So I, I call that a, a door one issue. So for example, the, the plumber and the electrician, of the, of the electrician decided to partner with someone who sold bath salts, you know, it might not be a good, a good fit for them. You want to make sure you're partnering with, and who sold bath salts that never even delivered the bath salts. So you want to make sure, you, want to, you really want to check out the person you're working with, and you want to make sure they're credible. It's a real company. So that's kind of step one. Door, door one. The, the second issue that we run into a lot is you want to make sure that whatever agreement you're coming up with, that you're working with someone who's going to follow through on whatever it is that they say they're going to follow through on. So how do you do that? So that's a big question. So how do you know that someone you're working with is going to follow through? So there's a whole bunch of ways to find if someone's reliable. Uh, you can get references from other people, have you worked with other folks before, but it's really important that you want to make sure that who, whoever you're working with is going to follow through, especially if you're making a commitment to support them, that they're going to follow through on whatever commitment they have to support you. And you need to make sure you're the type of person who will follow through on whatever commitment that you make. Very, very important. Uh, th th this is This is critical. Because we're dealing with human beings and people, human beings always come up with, for want of a better term, we call them excuses, less other people call them, but stuff happens. Just be aware, be the person that is dependable and you will attract potentially, if you do your work, other people who are dependable. Absolutely. If you're dependable, you have a better shot than you'll attracting dependable people. I'll give you an exact example about how you can judge people's dependability. And sometimes I look at it as really small things to begin with. Barry likes to schedule calls at unique times. So we had a call, a call scheduled at 12.05 p.m. Eastern, 12.05 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and we we're talking on Zoom. Not only was he there at 12.05, actually, he was there a little earlier and I was just wrapping something up. But he was there at 12.05, and I was there at 12.05 on the dot. So you can take a look at folks, and you can assess 
Are they following up? Are they responding to emails? Have they made a commitment to follow up on a call? Are they there? So you, you can assess people. Uh, what you'll find is if people are not reliable on a small level, they're probably not going to be reliable on a larger level. Yeah, there's an old saying, anything someone does on a small level, they're going to do it on a, the same, same kind of behavior on a larger level. But these are all things to look at. So those are two things that are jumping out. If you'd like, I could step into another issue that comes up a lot. Let's do, it, let's do it in, in, yes, in two and a half minutes. Okay. Big issue. In two and a half minutes. So here's another thing that comes up. And I've seen this in terms of these partnerships, and it could be uh, there's a number of companies that do lead sharing. There's a company called BNI and Latip. There's all these different places. Uh, there's a, a number of tools and places that facilitate partnerships and joint ventures and lead passing. So one of the things that frequently happens is it's not a balance. And, and for me, this is really important. You want to, as much as possible, provide somewhat equal value. And what I've seen in a lot of cases is you partner with someone where you're providing a ton of value and they're not reciprocating. That will happen. And there's times when people provide you a value, a lot of value, and you won't be able to reciprocate. So here's one of the things I recommend. Try up front to be as clear as possible at the real value you can bring to them and try as much as possible to identify and clarify how much value you're looking back from them so that there, there's no miscommunication. So you want to, there's always potential for it, but you want to reduce the likelihood of miscommunication. So the, the more you spell things out, the more objective you can be and, and the more ideal you can be. So that keep that in mind. That's one piece of the puzzle. You want to be as equitable as possible, but that the equitable doesn't necessarily mean equal. And I'll, I'll give you an example of why equitable doesn't mean equal. So an, an example might be someone might have a very big audience, much bigger than my audience. And they're going to introduce me to 50, 100,000 people, send an email out or through social media. I might not have a list of equal size. And I might not be able to reciprocate of equal value. But what I might be able to do is figure out something else of value that I could do for that person or for that company. And it could be something as simple as making an introduction, or you might have some area of expertise. But what you want to do is figure out equal value. And, and I'm saying equal value, but as a business person, what I typically look to do is I look to provide value first, as much value as I can. I look to do it first as a, a demonstration of my commitment to work with people. And I'll, I'll frequently, whenever possible, I try to over deliver and I recommend doing that. And what I've found is that it, it comes back, it's not necessarily always coming back from the same person or the same company, but a, if you make an effort to, to kind of do good in the world, and it's, and it's really about making an effort to do good in the world, it will come back. But, and one thing I want to step back to is, um, Barry mentioned a very important word, and the important word was no. Uh, and there's sometimes you don't want to work with someone, and you can say no. There's sometimes it's not a good fit, and you could say no. But uh, I'm going to give you, so that's a, a really powerful two-letter word, but I'm going to give you what I consider an even more powerful three-letter word, and that's ask. A-S-K. Whenever you're in a situation, opportunity, always ask. And I got that. The first person who I learned that from was Zig Ziglar. I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. He's like, three-letter word that can have the greatest impact on your life. 
ASK, and you want to ask, and you can always, people can always say no, but if you don't ask, you'll never know. This is why, another reason why I love working with David Rickman. <laughs> By the way, there's um, ask, and I also learned this from Zig, but I, I was able to interview uh, Zig's son a uh, year or so ago. It was a great interview. We had a lot of fun. And I shared with him because I, I love Zig and I told him about ask. And he laughed out loud when I told him the acronym for ask is always seeking kindness. Always seeking kindness. See, when you're asking, it's because you care. You Yes, you want something. You want to be able to provide the best service, the best value possible. You know you have something that's wonderful. So you're asking the other person to help because that person can help you and you can help them. So when you ask, guess what will happen? Something will happen. Even if the person says no, oftentimes, and I've had this happen to me, David, you can tell maybe the same to you. That person, I've had somebody who I really wanted somebody to do something with, that person said the following, no, however, I'm going to recommend you to so-and-so. I didn't even think of it. I didn't ask that, but that was my ask. And that's what happened. Right. And it was beautiful. And it worked out as well or better. So become what I call an asshole, always thinking kindness, helping others lead every day. <laughs> okay, David, well, I'm sorry to say it like this, but we're coming to a close of our time together. I have three quick questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, will you come back again? Yes. Woo! The three-letter word. Okay. Number two, you have only 80 seconds to answer this question, David Rickland. What is your most fervent desire? My most fervent desire is to make the world a better place. That's it. That's the, it's, it's a simple and easy one to make the world a better place. We're in a challenging time right now. I know people have said this in the past. We're in a very challenging time where I see the world and our culture in a situation where we can go in one of two ways. We can go in a way that's destructive, or we can go in a way where we're going to build more unity. And my goal is to be on the side that's facilitating towards going to, to greater unity and helping build a better world. And, and, and that's what I think we all need to be doing, to just making the world a better place. And we do that by working on ourselves, by supporting our family and friends, by supporting the, our communities, and by supporting the world at large. On that you word of unity, my third question, may I give you a hug in front of 369,822 people around the world? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, let me tell you what hug stands for. Heartfelt, unlimited giving. One, two, three. I'm taking it. You're listening you to much. The Joy of Living Podcast with your humble host, Barry Shore, and our amazing guest, David Ricklin. We've been talking about joint ventures, J-O-Y-N-T. And you know, in this show, we work with the three fundamentals of life, and these three fundamentals make you happier, healthier, and wealthier. And they are life has purpose. Your life has purpose. You live a purpose-driven life. Number two happens. You go mad. Mad is make a difference in the world, as David has pointed out to us. And the third is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and turn. www. One 
wonderful world, smiles, seeing miracles in life every day, or as my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life. Create the kind of world you want to live in, causing rethinking, as David said, enabling all to excel. You want to shift your perspective. Keep that F in place so the other stuff happens. You want to shift your perspective so you can internalize, utilize, and leverage the six most important words you'll ever know. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choose your path in life and go forward. Be a giver. And the law of reciprocity will kick in and you will, by definition, be successful. And use the two most powerful words in English language three times a day from now and the rest of your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to harmonize and nurture kindness. And yes, use the four letter F U word. Tell the world to F U capital N, capital N. So after the show, you see your family and friends do that and tell them all the four-letter words that you like to use. Love, life, hope, free, give, play, pray, swim. On behalf of David and Barry, remember, go to barryshore.com, barryshore.com. Everything about what David talked about is going to be there today. Go to barryshore.com. And we urge you with our blessing, go forth, live exuberantly, Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. David, don't go away. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at BarryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too. See you on the next episode.